1: Save time and money versus going to a shop
0: by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: This is Jay Harwood with the Mets Amazing Alumni Podcast. My good friend from a long time, Mr. R.A. Dickey. R.A., thanks for coming aboard. I appreciate
0: it. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jay. Anything for you, pal? All
1: right, you and I were together. You gave me a lot to work with in the three years we were together. Uh, Cy Young Award. 20 and four, 26 record, 2.84 ERA. Climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, wrote a book. Got a nice piece on 60 Minutes. But you know what I remember most about our time together? This may sound really crazy. is the times that you, me, and Mike Pelfrey would go get yogurts in in Philadelphia and sit there and BS for a little while. Those are the times I really, you know, treasure our friendship and what that meant to us you know, the time together away from the ballpark. you remember those times?
0: I do remember those times, Jay, and I I have a similar sentiment. I think uh, when I think back about my retirement and the things I miss most, I love the competition, sure, but it was those kinds of moments that I really cherished, you know, like that little place that we would go eat across from the hotel in Philadelphia, you know, um, and get to talk about life and just BS and have a good time and forget about baseball for a little while with good friends. Like, those are the things that I really miss. Um, and that, that was one of those times.
1: You told me how to make a nice yogurt, all right. We built it up nicely. We did a good job. <laughs> let, let me tell you this.
0: It's, a, it's all about the toppings. It's yeah, all the toppings were good yeah.
1: toppings with excellent toppings. So, you, get, you have a birthday in, our, in October, I think, right? Coming up. Yeah. I did some research. Uh, uh, Charlie Huff, uh, Hoyt Wilhound, and Phil Necro all pitched into the late 40s. Uh, you, you think of coming out of retirement at all?
0: <laughs> you know, I could pitch, I think, but I just don't want to leave my family. You know, one of the reasons I retired in 17 was not because I couldn't do it anymore. It was much more about, you know, wanting to be a full-time dad. And, you know, my daughter's about ready to go to college, Jay, if you can believe that. She was just a little yeah. squirt when we were together in New York and, and now she's going to college. i missed a whole lot of her life. And so it's just, it was the right timing for me. And I don't see myself circling back around um, to play anymore. Now, I, I've been able to, you know, kind of help some other fledgling knuckleballers that have kind of come along and tried to make a go of it. And that's thats about it, enough for me.
1: You look at your record, you know, last six years of your career, you won double figures each year. So it wasn't like you were struggling at the end. I mean, you still had a lot left when you retired.
0: I thought so, you know, and that was a big deal for me, uh, was, you know, I didn't want to limp out. I didn't want to limp out of the game. I wanted to be able to kind of go out on my own terms. That was special for me. And it was getting to pitch for Atlanta, which was close to home, and all my family got to kind of be a part of that. It just felt like the right timing. But I I physically, I felt great and loved, loved the people that I was working with, and so it wasn't at all because of that. It was much more a family decision.
1: All right, you live you live in Nashville, right? I know there are not a lot of, maybe not a lot of Met fans in Nashville, but I know you're a big Met fan because of your relationship with our manager, Mickey, Mickey Calloway. You go back all the way to high school together. Why don't you fill the people in how far you go back with Mickey?
0: Yeah, Mickey Calloway, Mickey Calloway and I are really good friends. Um, you know, he's probably, as far as acquaintances go, he's probably the, the guy that I, I have known most intimately just because... Um, we played against each other in the high school state championship when he was in Germantown, Tennessee, and I was in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, you know, we got to play against each other at, at MTSU in the t- 1993 state championship. And then from there, he went to Ole Miss, and I went to UT. So we got to lock horns there and just continue to have a mutual respect for one another. And then he signed with the Texas Rangers while I was still a Texas Ranger. We got to play together for the first time and really just hit it off. and I mean, we're kindred spirits and. Um, I really respect him, and we just kind of grew together from there. Um, and then when he went on to be the pitching coach for the Cleveland Indians, and I was still playing, we'd get together. Every time I'd come through Cleveland, I'd try to find some time to be with him. So he, he and I go way back, and and we have a lot going on together.
1: Did you think already going back that he would become a manager someday, or what do you, what do you remember about the early relationship?
0: Well, he was always a real student of the game. I didn't know if he if he wanted to – Go into managing or more of the front office role uh, and player evaluation and things like that he always had the mind for it um, but as I think he would tell you the same thing as he grew and got older, he, he really developed a passion for leading men, I think, and that's something I feel like he's equipped to do and um, you know it's not a surprise to me that he's having a pretty good run right now
1: who who won the early battles in high school in college? you remember
0: <laughs> well. He, he was hurt. Yeah, he had, a, he had like a lingering little arm issue going on in high school. So um, he was relegated to pinch running duties. And I'll tell you, it was the final game of the state championship in 1993. They put him in to pinch run in the bottom of the seventh, or the top of the seventh inning, I should say. And he only played seven innings in high school. So it was a tie scorer. They put him in at first base. He stole second. He stole third. And he, he, he nearly stole home. And we would have lost the game, the game, but we kept him at third base, thankfully, and ended up winning the game. But he—he's an incredible athlete. The guy can—you know—he could dunk a basketball standing on two feet, jumping straight up. Just—he he was a special talent even then.
1: And he—All right, did he live with your family in Texas when he went when you were together? No, I actually
0: lived with he and his wife uh, for part of the summer. I had to give up my place uh, early on; my lease expired, and he said, "Why don't you just come live with?" With my wife and i and i said sure he didn't have any kids at the time and uh, we we just set up shop together and had a great time at the end of that season so that was another opportunity that i really got to to be with him and and uh learn about him and it was it was a real treat
1: you you guys still text back and forth during a year
0: yeah yeah we text i i will often send him a a text just telling him to hang in there congratulations or keep it going or you know, we text back and forth when we get kind of a wild hair, and you know, we had we shared a lot of memories. So sometimes it's just inside jokes that we kind of text back and forth. But uh, like I said, he's a good man, and I really appreciated my time with him.
1: I think last year he told me something in the spring, and I was hoping it would come true, but it didn't. That if you if certain things happen, you know, that you would consider coming out of retirement because you wanted to pitch for him. It wasn't this spring; It was the spring before? Is my memory? correct or not correct no you're
0: you're right no one knew this but at the time I had uh declined uh the Atlanta Braves wanted to exercise my option for 2018 and I I told John Hart that I think it's time for me to go be a full-time dad but nobody knew that so time went by and Mickey got the job and he, he and I had a preliminary conversation about the possibility of coming back and logging some innings for the Mets again and I tell you if there was any chance of me coming out of retirement the only chance would have been with the New York Mets and Mickey Calloway so he got me as close as anybody could
1: yeah hey R.A. I know it's if I mean that'd be apples to apples could you identify in a way with what Andrew Luck is going through this year I mean you know you're a little bit older but he stepped away thought it was time you thought it was time could you understand how how he felt
0: I can in the sense that you know, and I think a lot of athletes can, which is why I think he's garnering a lot of sympathy from the athletic world. people who participate in professional athletics, they know the kind of grind uh that it can it can be and the toil it can take mentally on you to try to hold up a franchise or play through injury or get shot so you can keep staying on the field or uh you know whatever the case may be and so I can relate in that respect for sure. And, you know, it's, it's hard because he obviously loved football, but um, he just felt in his heart that it was time. And, and if he were to have kept playing and still felt the way he felt, the Colts, it would have been unfair to the Indianapolis Colts. People don't see that part. People don't see that he's doing a real courageous thing by stepping away when he feels like he doesn't want to do it anymore or can't do it anymore. Because if you're not fully invested at the professional level, you're in big trouble, and you're gonna. It's unfair for the organization for the players around you um, if your full heart is not in it or can't be in it. And I think that's what he felt. So it took a lot of integrity, I thought,
1: to I turn 100%. down uh,
0: the end of his contract. Yeah, 100.
1: All right, you're a member of a pretty exclusive club with the Mets, Tom Seaver, you know, uh, you know Dwight Gooden, yourself, and Jacob Degrom. I mean, your stats were were great. You know, we the year you won the year was uh, was 284. You're always around under three, but could you really fathom what Degrom has done? Really, almost the last two years, the kind of stats he's put up there.
0: Well, you know, Jacob's special, man. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's, it's not like this is a big surprise. Uh, the year that he had was a big surprise. I mean, he had been kind of punching the clock like that for a while, and uh, I, you know, I've I've always been a Degrom fan. I love the way. It, carries himself, kind of his no-nonsense mentality, and um, he's really committed to being the best he absolutely can be on the field without distraction. I mean, it's not a surprise to me, no. I I, I think what he's done has been the result of him focusing and doing the things that he does well and trying to work on the things he doesn't do well. And so, you know, what a competitor as well. You know, he's always going deep in games. He's given – you know, the Mets fans, a lot to be proud of.
1: You know, his walk-up song is simple, man, and that really capitalized what he is. Really cares about his pitching. You know, every fifth day, he wants to pitch, and he's focused on that. And it just, unfortunately, we haven't gotten him a whole lot of runs for a lot of his starts, you know? But he's, he's good.
0: Yeah, I do. Dude, all right, let me take it back. I do. He's, he's got a...
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I was just going to say, a, a good comp for him, Jay. I think, is Roy Halliday. You know, Roy Halladay, that was his – and that's a, that's a that's a big name to throw out there for somebody to comp with, uh, but it's just a testament to what he's done and the consistency that he's brought. But the, the types of people that they are are very similar. I knew Roy and knew how how hard he worked and how prepared he was and how much – he really didn't care about anything except how he could do the best job on the field every time he got the ball. And that's a lot like Jacob. You know, Jacob's just like that in my mind. You know, and I haven't spent a lot of intimate time with Jacob, but Roy Halliday is a good comp for me as far as the kind of guy he is.
1: All right. When you came to the Mets, it was a blurb, a blip in the transaction. It was like January of 2010. I think Mets signed, you know, R.A. Dickey to uh, Miley Contract. And you really have to be proud of what you've accomplished. You know, Cy Young, All Star. You know, still hold the club record for thirty-two and two-thirds innings scores, uh, two consecutive one-hit shutouts. I mean, I mean, where you where you came from? You know, I remember the picture uh, in Baseball America that cost you you know a couple million dollars because you you didn't have a, an older nerve. I mean, have you look back, kind of reflective, you know, you know what what you've done with your career?
0: Yeah, you know, now that I'm retired, I've had some time just to kind of decompress and look back, you know, Jay, I I I am I am satisfied with the way that it ended for me, but it's I was I was not alone, man. I I had a lot of help. And so I try to never forget that. You know, I am the product of a lot of people who poured into me and loved me well and taught me the craft of being a knuckleballer and how to be a pro and you know countless teammates that lended me their expertise or time or whatever you want to say that just kind of built into who I was. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the the most gratifying thing about, you know, the last eight, nine years of my career, eight years of my career was that I got to really uh, share it with a lot of people, you know, having, having won, having won the Cy Young and 12 was the first time a knuckleballer in the history of baseball had ever won it. And there were, so many different years with Joe Necro, Phil Necro. I mean, there were a lot of good years that knuckleballers had where they got kind of bypassed or overlooked or whatever you want to say. Um, and so when I won that award, it was fun to get to share that with so many people who had helped me along my way. I think that was kind of one of the most gratifying things about the end of my career.
1: You really came come a long way from that. Start no six, I think it was your first start. After you started a knuckleball, you gave him <laughs> six, six home runs in the game. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, six yeah. home runs. But but listen, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with Ray, and maybe we could get together sometime and build some yogurts together.
0: Yeah, anytime you want, man. Anytime we're around each other, I'll take you out.
1: Okay, thank you for time, Ray. I appreciate it. You bet. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay.